God is good all the time. And all the time. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome to Pacoima First United Methodist Church. Welcome uh, to worship. And welcome you worshiping with us online, either live or this afternoon or tomorrow morning. Blessings to you. Blessings to you. My name is Luis Garcia, a pastor of this congregation. It is a blessing to be here with you this morning in this place that we call church. And that is the communion of the saints, part of the family of God that meets here at 11.15 to worship God, to learn about God, and to be sent out into the world, into our community, and do something about our faith. We are blessed to be able to worship together, to freely worship the Lord. Amen? And, and, and we are especially blessed because today, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen, amen. We want for you to feel welcome, especially if this is your first time with us. Don't worry. If this is your first time, I won't ask you to stand or to sing unless you sing, right? Uh, and, or if this is your first time in a long time, Welcome, welcome, welcome back. And so since worship is about God, now it is time to worship and praise the Lord. This is the time to celebrate and rejoice in the Lord. And we thank the cars um, and harmony today that they will lead us in this praise time. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Come on and give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time? Somebody wasn't able to make it here today, but you are. If you're able, come on and stand to your feet, and we want to send up some praise this morning. All around, all around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around, all around. your kingdom come, pour your spirit out, manifest, manifest, manifest your love, manifest, manifest, Love is all around, all around, all around. Everywhere I look, your love is all around. Let come on and worship the Lord. 
worship the Lord this morning. Let the nation sing. Let the nation sing. Let the people shout. Let your kingdom come, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Pour your spirit out. Come on, let's say that again. Let the nation sing. Let the nation sing. Let the people shout. Oh, let your kingdom come, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Pour your spirit out. And we're looking forward to your manifest. Manifest. Manifest your love. He shows us every day. Manifest. Manifest your love. Everybody all around. All around. Everywhere I look, your love is all around. All around. All around. Everywhere I look, your love is all around. Come on and give God some all around type of praise this morning. Never alone. Father God, we thank you and praise you for another time to enter your house, sing worship and praise unto you. Father, we take it not lightly that you woke us up this morning, started us on our way. We say thank you, Father. Thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you for allowing us to have the activity of our limbs. Thank you for providing for us all during this week, Father. We ask you just to bless the service, bless our pastor as he brings forth the word. Let us be doers of the word and not hearers only, Father. And we just give you praise, glory, and honor for all that you'll do here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give myself away. Give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Come on, children of God, let's sing to our Father. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. Here I am. Here I am. Here I stand. Here I stand. Lord, my life is in your hands. Lord, I'm longing to see Lord, Self away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. Take my heart, take my heart, use my life. 
away. Amen. Before our gospel reading, I would like to share with you about an invitation that you received this week. You received a message uh, uh, via email or robocall inviting everyone to pray together, to pray for 21 days. Probably you wonder why 21 days, right? Well, as I mentioned, this is a campaign to pray together. Some of us will be praying at 8 a.m. Uh, some of us will be praying at noon. And the rest of us will be praying at 5 p.m. So choose the time that is most convenient for you. Set an alarm uh, and pray each day for one minute. Of course, you can pray more if you want. Uh, that, that, that is fine. But the goal, the goal is to be a part of the church, to pray together for the same things for one minute for 21 days. 21 days. The Bible says that if two of us agree to pray, to pray for something specific on earth, God will deliver it in heaven. Do you believe that? 
Amen, amen. Daniel, Daniel uh, prayed for 21 days and a revelation, a vision, a great vision came to his life. And so we will pray for, for wisdom, for discernment, for love, so our congregation can find the way to go in our ministry together. 21 days for one minute at 8 a.m., noon, 5 p.m., I will be in these three hours. So if you start praying, you can think about that the pastor is praying with you at the same time. Please join us. So at this time, we will have our Bible reading that today comes from the gospel according to Luke chapter 15, chapter 15, verses 1 to 10. Gospel according to Luke chapter 15, 1 to 10. Please stand as you are able for the reading of the word of God. Thank you, Hope. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them a parable. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And then he and then and when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. And what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin which I have lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear God, as we come to this time of preaching and teaching, may your Holy Spirit bring wisdom and discernment to our souls. Love to our hearts and the strength to put into action what we hear today. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen and amen. You may be seated. What is so amazing about grace. Give by grace what you have received by grace. As I start this series of four sermons, four sermons during these 21 days, four sermons about theology, church, and ministry, it is good for you to know that as a preacher slash teacher, I have found that uh, using stories and illustrations helps to bring the point to the surface. Jesus called it parables. <laughs> also, uh, so you can get to know me a little bit better, I like to use stories and experiences uh, from my own life, uh, you know, other than God and my wife. 
in that order. Yeah, uh, I am the person that I think I, I knows myself better than anyone else. But anyway, and so I share personal experiences, first of all, as a way to let you know that I am a human, although I, I know you know that, right? Uh, but also, uh, I want to share with you that as a fellow Christian on my own journey, I have experienced many things that you or any other Christian has also experienced. We are on this together. Amen? And so I trust that my stories tells, uh, tell not only about this, uh, my journey of faith, but also about what God has done in me, his servants. So my prayer is that hearing these stories bring hope, uh, some love too, and blessings to your family. Give by grace what you have received by grace. As I started uh, my process to become an elder in the United Methodist Church, uh, I was advised by my mentor, uh, Luis, if you want to pass the exam, be sure to explain very well what grace means. Well, I went to, through that process. I was asked several times about grace. I passed the exam, but, but I need to confess you something. Grace is a concept that is so big, that is so great, that is so amazing that I still only understand, understand it a little bit, a little bit. There's a book titled, What's So Amazing About Grace by Philip Jancy. And one of the premises of the book is that grace is the most powerful force in the universe and our only hope for love and forgiveness. Our only hope for love and for forgiveness. So my mentor was right about the questions about grace during my ordination process. And that is because in the United Methodist Church, in the Methodist world, in order to say the doctrine of grace, the doctrine of grace is fundamental, among other things, in order to set straight our understanding of church. That is what we believe Fundamental about the ministry of the church, that is, the things we do both in, inside and outside, and how church and ministry work together in the world, in our community. I'll explain more uh, about this a bit later, but also during the rest of this series of sermon. But I agree with Mr. Jancy. Grace is the most powerful force in the universe. And although grace is a gift, a gift that comes from above and it is free, many times we have a problem receiving it. We struggle to pass it forward. And maybe that is because we don't understand how grace works. 
Well, who can understand that, right? So let me tell you a story that illustrate, or illustrates this. So my wife, Janet, and I were missionaries in the country of Chile in South America. At one point during our years in Chile, we were living on this large property that has some agricultural farmland, actually grassland. And there was a season in the year when we would see quails, quails, these little chubby birds, right, that they are so tasteful, um, uh, they were there on our property. Uh, so somebody told me that in order to catch a quail, you just need to chase it. <laughs> that these quails jump three times, and by the third time, they are so tired that they cannot move anymore. Well, one morning, I went out and tried to catch a quail and have it for lunch. It was during rainy season, so I went out early in the morning with my rubber boots and large jacket, and I was ready to, to run three times. What no one had mentioned to me was that each time a quail jumps, it moves like a hundred yards. <laughs> so there I was. The quail made its first move, and I ran through this thick, wet grass. When the second, uh, then the second jump, and the quail moved another hundred plus yards. And there I go, running after it. And by the third jump, the quail was in a neighbor's property. The neighbor had big dogs. And I was tired. So that day, instead of quail, we went out for Chinese food. <laughs> you know, sometimes it seems like, in the same way like in the story with the quail, we chase after grace. We chase after grace. We try to catch it as if that's how we can get it. Worse than that, we try to earn it. We try to earn it, and many times we try to earn it with a great effort. The funny thing is, the more effort we make, the more we think we deserve it. The more we think, we deserve God's grace. So it is not anymore about receiving grace, but about deserving it. And that is because we forget something very basic, but very important. We forget that grace is something that comes from above. That comes from God and is free. God, grace is free. Can, can you say that? Grace is free. Yes, it's free and we do not need to earn it. We cannot earn it. We do not need to chase it or wait for the third jump 
to catch it. Grace is always there. Grace is always here. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For His compassion or His mercies never fail. They are new every morning. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22. Sisters and brothers, that is grace. New mercies every single morning. Do you realize that even in the most difficult situations, grace has always been there for you and me? I don't know about you, but sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I forget that. Grace has been there in our most difficult times, even if we don't see it. Even if we don't see it. As a matter of fact, grace is not only here for us, but you know what? Grace has been chasing us. Grace has been chasing us. And in theological terms, in the Methodist world, we call it prevenient grace. Probably you heard this term, prevenient grace. It is the grace that God has been given to us, preparing us for what is next in our life, our spiritual journey. And so when we look back and we say, how come... uh, how come that person came to me and started talking to me about Jesus? How come I was driving alone and without direction and suddenly I saw Pacoima first? <laughs> How come I heard them singing and I started believing? That's grace. God has been preparing us for this day. God is preparing us for what is coming. But let me tell you a little bit more about grace. Grace is defined as the unmerited gift from God to us, to you and me. That is, blessings from God show up in many different ways, like showers of grace. Showers. Of grace. I think there's a hymn about showers of grace. We'll, we'll look into that. But blessings from God come to us in many different ways that shows what God wants for us. Isn't that amazing? And it is because it is an amazing grace. It is an amazing. So for God, Grace is his free gift for you, for me, for everyone. And and we can name different ways in which we can see grace coming to our lives. Every single day in our lives, we can see those examples such as when we woke up this morning. For, for us, uh, for some of us, grace kicks in until we have our first cup of coffee. That is that is fine. Right? Grace comes when we feel healthy or when we are taking care of some issue. Grace comes in the form of just living today. Good weather, warm, but good. Yeah, we need to realize that. But also just the sun that comes down and the rain when it rains in California, right? But, you know, the Bible says that God makes his sun rise on everyone. 
but good and not so good people. And God sends rain on everyone, regardless of how we behave. That is grace. Grace is for everyone. In the prelude, uh, we heard uh, we uh, of uh, in the music. Uh, sometimes we use uh, "Amazing Grace." Amen. Amazing Grace, and you know uh, the first verse probably very well. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like whom? Yeah, like you, but also like me. I once was lost, but no, I am found. Was blind. But no, I see. That is grace. Many times we have a problem receiving grace. Maybe it is because we don't understand that that is a free gift from God to you, to me, and to everyone born. Amen. We don't only have problems receiving it, but we also have problems passing it forward. Church history tells us that throughout the life of the church, and I am referring to any church, despite the time, despite the context, regardless of the denomination, regardless of the kind of worship or the language of the worship, we have had trouble passing grace along. We have struggled to pay forward the grace that we have received with no cost for us. Grace that we have received from above, sometimes we just want to keep it for ourselves. Somebody said, my precious, right? Uh, it's precious to us, but it is for everyone. It is for everyone. But this has not only been a problem for the Christian church. As a matter of fact, Jesus confronted this issue many times during his three years of ministry. Gospel according to Luke chapter 15. And so again, as this preacher, teacher, and likes to use the stories, I also love the stories of Jesus, the stories that he told Parables, those stories that came from the day-to-day -day life of the people he was speaking to in order for them to understand the gospel, in order to bring the most beautiful message of all time. The teachings of Jesus came from the day-to-day -day life experiences. And so here we are in Luke chapter 15. This is a very famous chapter. Please open your Bibles if you have it there. We have three parables. You know at least two of them very well. The lost sheep and the prodigal son. I also call it the parable of the father and his two sons. I'll talk about that in another sermon. But um, this time we concentrate on the first two in your Bible, Jesus, verse 1, chapter 15, Jesus is answering a question. Actually, it's more like Jesus is responding to a complaint from the religious people of his time. A complaint from the religious people regarding the way he is conducting his ministry. 
So Jesus basically responding to a complaint of the people who thought of themselves as better than the rest of the people. And for that, they criticized Jesus for eating with sinners. Right? Even though they were religious people in a good economic position, even though they had power, even if they were against many things that Jesus said, they still thought Jesus needed to give them more attention. So they say, how come you are eating and putting so much attention to those people? Those people, because they are not in our circle, you know. So instead of arguing with his critics, Jesus tells them a few stories. Isn't that beautiful? And sometimes we argue, right? Hopefully not much. But uh, Jesus, instead of arguing, he tells some stories. Some stories about how strong God's love for us is. Some stories about how God has been constantly looking for everyone. And when I say everyone, that, that means everyone. Jesus was including uh, not only the people out there in the margins. Uh, Jesus was including them, the religious people. Every God, everyone. Again, Jesus told those stories in illustrations or parables in a way that people back then could understand. But I think we can understand by grace these stories very well too. So the first story um, is about a lost sheep. And uh, probably you have heard a lot of sermons about this little parable or, or sing many songs, right, about this, this uh, parable, the lost sheep. And, and one of the things that, that, that uh, is, it is strike, striking to me is that, that he's giving a direct message to the religious people that, that even if they are already in God's Fall, although they didn't behave like it, right? <laughs> but even if they, they were already in God's fall, even if they were secure, God is always willing to go and look for the one that is lost. God is always willing to go for the one that is not there. The one that has drifted away. The one that does not belong. The one that is lost. And sisters and brothers, we need to thank God for that. Because at some point in our lives, we were, we were that sheep. Amen. At some point in our lives, we were there in the margins. There with nobody taking care of us. But God went outside trying to find us. Thanks be to God that he did it. Amen. I once was lost, but now 
I am found. We can say more things about this parable, but I would like to spend a little bit more time on the second parable, which is the parable of the lost coin. Right? And so we read uh, Luke chapter 15, starting verse 8, uh, and this is the story of a woman. Interesting, isn't it? A woman uh, having 10 silver coins. Uh, she loses one of them. Uh, she lights the, a lamp, sweeps the house, uh, search, searches carefully until she finds that coin. Jesus said, Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, I don't know how it is in your home, but it seems like in this story, the woman of the house took care of the financial stuff. A smart move, all right? But, but now, uh, one coin was lost, you know, mistakes happen, you know, but, but the coin was worth the equivalent of a day's work, of a day's work. Now, I imagine that in those days, that was not necessarily a lot of money. And don't let me start talking about minimal wages these days in the United States, okay? But anyway, a day's worth, it wasn't much necessarily in those days. But probably, for that family, they could not afford to lose it. These days, we call that living paycheck to paycheck. You have heard this term, right? <laughs> yes. So we get it. That calling was very important, if not vital. Right? Vital. So listen to this about the woman who lost the coin. She likes, first of all, she noticed it, Right? She's aware of that. She lights a lamp. She does not waste time or resources. She looks for the coin. She sweeps the house at night. Do whatever it is necessary. You know, once I was, I was talking about these parables in, in, in the men's group. By the way, we need to talk about men's group at some point. But I was in a men's group, and, and you know, sometimes a coin maybe is not, you know, it's a coin, right? So I said, well, instead of coin, imagine a remote control in football season. Would, would you sweep the house for that? I said, yeah, yeah, amen, brother, amen. So, so. She sweeps the house, do whatever it is necessary, just searches carefully, carefully, until she finds that coin. That is the way God looks for each one of us. That is the way. God looks for each one of us even before we realize it. And you are right, sister. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. That is the way God looks. God does whatever does whatever is necessary, does not waste time. He even sent his son Jesus in order to find that precious person 
that special creation, remember? We're God's special creation. God sent his own, his son Jesus that to find that special creation, which is you and me. I once was lost, but now I am found. God in his great love continues offering to establish that broken relationship. And he does not wait for us to come, but God is always looking for us. Grace is searching, is trying to catch us. That is grace. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life eternal life and so God has prepared the way God has sent the greatest expression of grace and that is his son, Jesus. Jesus, the greatest expression, the greatest example, the greatest manifestation of grace for you, for me, and for the world. Amen? Amen. That kind of grace, that kind of love, sometimes, sometimes we want to earn it. We cannot earn it. Sometimes we get stuck and we don't, we don't know how to pass it alone. We should not keep it. And that is why the more we understand how grace works, the more we understand that it is a free gift from God to everyone, the more we will understand how God will act, how God will use how God will use us as instruments, as vessels, as givers of God's grace to our community and to the world. Amen. God's grace is a free gift for everyone. Something that I have perceived from these few past days in the church, Bacoima first, is that one way or another, God has been preparing the way in order for our church to pass along, to be an instrument of God's grace to the world. I, I know COVID, COVID season was hard, and still it is striking us. But I know God wants for us to be an instrument of God's grace to the world. May it be so. May it be so. And so I don't understand it all about grace. I know I don't deserve it. But I know I need God's grace more than I thought I ever would. What is so amazing about grace? That it is free. That it is for all. What is so amazing about grace? You might have your own answer according to your own experience. But what I have experienced, even if I don't understand it completely, 
Grace is how God has been so merciful, merciful to me, to my family, to our ministry, and how God has imprinted this need to pass it along. I don't understand it all. I know I don't deserve it, but I have received it, and I'm thankful. And I know I need God's grace more than I thought I ever would. I needed your grace more than I thought I ever would. You forgave me more than I thought you Somebody said, grace is like gravity. We cannot see it, but we can feel it. Especially if we're going down, right? <laughs> we can feel its effect, and without it, we would be lost. Grace, we learn about it, and we experience it through the Word, through worship, through fellowship, Every morning when we wake up. In the testimony of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so remember, by grace we are saved and that is through faith. Not, not by anything we have done or by anything we could do. But by grace 
through faith because that's a gift from God. That is amazing. That is so great. I don't understand it all. But I know I need His grace more than I thought I would ever do. Would you pray with me? Thank you, God, for this most amazing day. Thank you for your amazing grace. When our energy fades, renew the life within us. When our faith declines, strengthen the hope that steers up. When our direction wanders, set us back on your path. When we neglect to, to love others as you have loved us, forgive us. When we forget to serve as Christ calls us to serve, reveal new opportunities to answer your call. When our focus turns selfish, help us embrace the cost of discipleship in actions of love and attitudes of grace. For the blessing of each new day, for the rising of the sun each morning, for the fields and foods that nourish us, and for the beauty of your glorious creation, we give you thanks. For this church, for our families, our community, we give you thanks. In your mercy and love, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. And we all say together, Amen and Amen. God's grace is amazing, and we can certainly say, God is good all the time. And all the time, Amen. At this point in worship, we will receive the Sunday offering. This is the time when we have the chance to be part of the mission of God through this congregation as we return a portion of what God has given to us. God loves the cheerful giver. For you worshiping with us online, you will see at the beginning of worship, uh, your screen, um, on your screen, the ways you can send your tithes, offering, and contribution. So let us receive the offering today. Thank you to the ushers. Amen. You know, I, I like the, the kind of salsa that you play during praise. You know? <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. You can run 
but you can hide from the grace of God. You can jump three times or as many times as you want, but grace will catch you. And thanks be to God for that. Amen. God wants to bring showers of grace upon this church, upon your family, upon this community. You know well how much this community needs the grace of God. You know very well how much we need the grace of God in our lives. So let us be open, let us be aware, and let us be willing to give by grace as we have received by grace. Let's stand as you are able to receive the benediction. May the peace of God, the love of the Son, the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses that loud. And the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses, be with you, with your family, now and forever. And let the people of God say, Amen. Amen.